Welcome to the Alpha Female Motivation Podcast, a space for black women audaciously designing the life of their dreams. This is your on and offline girl gang that exists to provide tools, resources, and experiences for African-American women just like you. I'm your host, Love Danielle, CEO and founder of the Alpha Female Association. Let's talk. In this episode, episode one that is, I'm super excited. This is my first one for the Alpha Female Association. This one is all about what I wanted, what I got, and what I accepted. Before I became an alpha female, I had no clue who I was. And in learning who I am and what I wanted and what I was willing to accept, I had a whole bunch of highs and lows and disappointments and a couple of wins as well. But let's first talk about what I wanted. Like most girls, when you're young, they tell you that you should probably get married, have this big house, this husband, this money, this type of job. And those are all the things I did not want. I wanted a block full of businesses with money and I wanted to call my own shots, thanks to my dad giving me my first book at the age of 17, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, funny thing is, is he did not own a business. He had no clue where I was supposed to start, but he knew what I was supposed to read, he knew I was supposed to write it down, and he knew I was supposed to make it happen in some way, shape, or form. He knew that I needed to network, but he didn't know where. So, (laughs) coincidentally, the only place I knew to network was where my mom worked, which was in healthcare. So at the age of 19, instead of me owning all the businesses that I wanted or going out and getting those business loans, I became a front desk healthcare associate. I hated it and I loved it all at the same time because it was a challenge. What I wanted then, because that's the only thing that I've seen actually happening, was becoming a physical therapist. Why? It's healthcare, it's right in front of me, I got the job, I'm 19, why not? Not to mention I'm also in school for physical therapy. As I mentioned before, I wanted to run a block full of businesses. Now, being a physical therapist, I have no idea where I thought that was going, but I knew that it would make me money, and that it's not the best way to start if you're trying to be successful in anything. But anyway, back to me becoming a healthcare associate at Children's Hospital. I'm going to say that that's where my mom worked. That's the job she got me. Um, I learned so much by watching people and networking with managers who seen a lot in me but didn't really know what to do with me or what to tell me. I had a lot to say. I spoke a lot about where I wanted to go, but I had no idea how I was going to get there. So um, I started working at the front desk, and I knew that eventually I wanted to be a physical therapist, like I said. So from the front desk, I became a customer service rep in orthopedics, because why? I needed to be a physical therapist, so I have to be in orthopedics. After that, I became an orthopedic tech. And this is all by talking. This is all by telling people what I wanted and how I was gonna get there based off of the conversations that I had. All I knew was that I needed to network. So I became an orthopedic tech at the age of 20. And then I became the lead orthopedic medical assistant in orthopedics with no degree. I still hadn't graduated. I just knew the power of networking. 
So what I got was this career that did not fulfill me. And I ended up being in a field that I could do, that I was good at, but it didn't give me life. So life happened. So I had to accept what came with that. I became a mother. Not saying I didn't want to have children. I just didn't want to do it that soon. So now I have to accept where I'm at. I need money. I need to pay the bills. I need to make this happen. So becoming a business owner became something that I felt like was never going to come. So I just went stagnant. I created business plans and just kept them in my book, kind of like the notebook I have right in front of me. I have maybe 20 of these. So today in this podcast, I want to continue to encourage you to never give up. And I know that sounds really, really, really cliche, but it's really true. You have to continue to look at what you want and look at where that's going to get you. Because (laughs) what you want may not be what you're willing to accept. So once I accepted the fact that this is not what I wanted, and this is not where I originally decided my life was supposed to end, I became very, very, very vigilant about how my life was supposed to look. So I went back to those business plans. I went back to that person And becoming an alpha female, I'm telling you, I had to go from the bottom to get to the top. We're talking depression. We're talking anxiety. We're talking about completely feeling lost. Because life in front of me, yes, I'm making money. Yes, my child is eating and my money is coming in every two weeks. But for some reason, I am still feeling like I am missing something. So I started from the beginning. What did Danielle want? Danielle wanted to be (laughs) a business owner who made her income every day by waking up and doing what she loved. And that sounds very simple, but it's not because now no one is giving me that every two week check automatically. Now I have to figure out, well, how are you going to go and get the money if you don't have that every two week check? And learning not only what the business plan looked like, but how to work the business plan became two different monsters. Not in a bad way, but more so in a way of, okay, this is real, sis. (laughs) Either you're in or you're out. I began talking to people and telling them what I wanted. And I went through a, um, a program called GCMI which is a, a business plan and um, business loan type of program that you go through. At the end, you're supposed to get this certificate and they're supposed to help you get these loans, which was great. And they, they taught me a lot about what I already knew, but it also gave me confidence to go, look, you already know it. What are you doing? Why are you waiting? Where is the push? So I went through the first class and I explained what I wanted. Then it was called Janice K. Cole Media, which is my middle name. It was an alpha female association, and I wanted it to be an online platform for women that we, we got tools and 
we learned about fashion and the beauty tips and we did photo shoots and all that good jazz. That's where I originally wanted to start also because I knew that that would be a great platform to catapult into other things. And it wasn't here in the city. It was something that I seen, you know, the Essence and the Ebony's and all that, and that was great. But here in this city, they don't funnel through here the way I would like to, meaning female women who are successful, who are in entertainment, who are in beauty. I would love to see that consistently throughout the year. And when I explained that to them at the end, <laughs> they were like, I hear what you're saying, but I have never seen it. So I really don't know where to tell you to go. So I became discouraged again because I thought, well, if I explain it and I put it in the business plan the way you said I should, you should probably be able to tell me where to go. They had no answers for me. I got frustrated. So I went to this, uh, the Small Business Association, said the same thing, and the man was in agriculture. And I told him that. He said, sweetie, it sounds amazing, but I sell food. I, I wish you the best. I'm so sorry that I wasted your time. But I, you know, I, I encourage you to keep going. And I did. And then I stopped because I was getting nowhere. I just got the same answer. It sounds amazing. This is what you want. You're not really getting what you asked for. So again, I accepted nine to five, being in healthcare because that's where the money was coming. I stopped and I tried again and I did a event with a friend of mine here in the city who owns Own Lane Shootique. Now, then she wanted to do an event for women that was encouraging and inspiring. It was a brunch. And she asked me to help her with it. And I said, okay, well, what am I going to do? And she said, I don't even think you realize how great you are at digital marketing. You do so much online. You create graphics because you see something that other graphic designers don't see. So you just do it. And every time I ask you for something, you always always come through so I feel like if I do this event I want you to be my social media manager do all my graphics do all my digital marketing and then that's when a light bulb came on and I started to feel so overwhelmed with that I don't know if you ever had that feeling in the pit of your stomach was like okay this feels right this is what I'm supposed to be doing mind you I didn't go to school for graphic design I self-taught myself because I seen something that a lot of other graphic designers weren't doing. I didn't want the club look. I wanted something that was very sophisticated and classy and fun for African-American women like me. So I continued with that, and that was a very big success, the brunch that uh, Chanel did with Own Lane Shutique. Okay, so this brunch was queen to that brunch. And everything from what the logo looked like what the feel of that event was supposed to be, what it was supposed to look like physically when you got there was something that I did design. Yes, there were other women like the event designer. She had to come in, but there was also organization and instruction that I gave of how it was supposed to look. Even in that moment, I didn't realize that, girl, you are doing what you said you wanted to do. You just don't really know how to formulated yet so I'm like okay I'm not a graphic designer I said it in every 
speaking engagement I went to. I am not a graphic designer. However, I do graphics and everybody laughs. And it is very true. I didn't set out to be a graphic designer. I set out to be the woman who was the editor in chief of this big online magazine company. And that was it. But see, in 2016, digital online marketing was in. I didn't realize that I was already doing it. So come the next event, again, we sit down, me and the owner of Own Lane, and go, look, we need to do this again. What are we going to do? And I said, look, I created something on paper. Listen to what, you know, what I have. And she's like, okay. And I said, it's the Alpha Female Association. And she's like, that's dope. What does it mean, though? Like, when I hear it, I feel like this is something I want to be part of, but I'm not really sure what you're giving. Like, is it a sorority? And I'm like, no, it's not a sorority. It's basically a community of African-American women who want the same things, who want this life that they've been dreaming of but have no clue where to start or what tools are out there that, that we need. And I want to be that person that gives it to them and create the content that inspires them to do it every day. And she was like, okay, look, you got to push forward with that. I don't care what part I am a part of in it, but you've got to do it. And I'm going to be behind you. And I did. And I said, okay, let's do a brunch, another brunch, but let's call it brunch as fuck. Now, it really meant brunch alpha female. So it was brunch AF. And everybody kept saying, well, when is brunch as fuck? And I'm like, I honestly didn't set out for it to look like that. But it was cute. I kept going. And it was sold out. Second one sold out. Alpha female had done another brunch bigger than I even expected. And a lot of people were asking, well, how can I be a part of it? Again, we have the same conversation. Look, you want it to start an association or an online community you got it now you have to accept that you're here and that is a big pill to swallow because now you become responsible for a lot of things within the city or within a community of women who are expecting so much from you and yes that's what I wanted and I knew that's what I would get but it's a lot to take in the Alpha Female Association is actually a legal business here in Ohio. Before, I was just functioning just off of um, what I felt. Now, we are bigger than I ever thought it would be. And even though the 700 women that are following me is small, they are very engaged. And I love it. So what I'm doing now is creating moments and creating stories and resources that can catapult into something bigger. I always say I want it to be the Cincinnati Music Fest of Cincinnati for women, just as big as that, the events that I do. And when I said that to an investor here in Cincinnati, she said, I need you to stop saying that because it's going to be bigger than that. And I almost started crying. Because when someone else sees what you want and believes in what you want and want to put 
their word and even money behind it, it's like validation. That moment of what I wanted, what I got, and what I accepted became real. And I fell in love with it. So I started this podcast today because it's time. Alpha Female is something that I want people to talk about in their cars, at work. (laughs) I want them to hashtag it and all that good jazz online. Thank you for sitting with me for this last 25 minutes or so. (laughs) I truly appreciate you and hope that you come to visit me again in episode two. So the Alpha Female Association podcast will be available on iTunes and Spotify and the AlphaFemaleAssociation.com on Instagram and Facebook.